on everybody we are back welcome to matrix breakers uh now this will be the final podcast that i will be doing before the actual election so i'm going to go over some of the election predictions that i have so far uh and then cover you know pretty much what's going to happen afterwards and then also as my facebook feed can clearly say uh, this will be my case uh, really for donald john trump for president like why does he need a second term? What kind of work can we get done in that second term? All these kinds of things. So we're going to cover all of that in the podcast. Really excited. Before we get going, though, I want to mention this. So right now, you're seeing me on Facebook and on Instagram and other places. Well, I will assure you that there will be a mass censorship overhaul after the election. So I'm actually going to tell you guys that prediction up front so that you know right now if you're watching that after the election, just know that when Trump wins and things are crazy and people are saying that he won and this is unfair, that they're still counting the votes and all that stuff, there will be censorship like you've never seen before. And it'll actually show you the types of artificial intelligence they have intertwined that they have not even launched yet. If you think censorship has already hit a peak level and it's just out of hand, you haven't seen anything yet. So I wanted to say that up front. Just be mindful that it, it, after the election, you may not see what I'm posting on my Facebook. Who knows? Half of us might even get banned from Facebook. We have no idea. You might get locked out of your accounts on Instagram. I mean, they're going to go above and beyond to make sure that people who are you know, in the positive, in the truth, in the reality, who've taken the red pill essentially are not allowed to share their thoughts on the internet because it'll be such a vulnerable and sensitive time after the election. So I want all of you guys to realize that that is coming and I want to say that first. Now, Second would be that before we get rocking and rolling on the podcast, you can always finish the podcast. Uh, I will leave it in the comments after I'm done going live. So if you're watching this on a replay, I'd love for you to comment below and hit replay because you can finish the video that you're watching right now. You can finish it on Apple Podcasts uh, or Spotify. Uh, or there's a couple other podcast platforms I'm on, but I don't really get into those. But the point is, is you can finish the the podcast through the podcasting app. I know a lot of you are on Facebook, uh, and if that's the case, you're not going to sit here and watch a whole Facebook video because who does that anyway? I don't know. Some people actually do, so I, I'm not going to take that away from you. Um, but another thing is this. So if you want to know how to support people like myself, we are out here. We're sharing the truth. You know, we're going above and beyond to make it relevant to you know speak our minds. And the one thing I will say about speaking the truth is that. You know, I'm going to remember this time period in my life, you know, 10, 20, 30 years from now, and I'm going to know that I stood up for what was right. I wasn't afraid of what people thought, and I wasn't afraid of the mob or none of it. None of it was something that I was worried about, and I stood up for what I believed in, and I was uh, in instrumental in saving this republic, and that's what I'm going to hold on to deeply. And so, with people like myself, uh, we're you know far and few between, and you know we get demonized, we get attacked, uh, and it's just absolutely insane to be honest with you. Um, but more than anything, I just wanted you guys to know that there's a way to support me, and if you're not already, some of you already are a customer of Longevity in my business. But if you're not, I highly recommend 
getting involved in Longevity, you know, signing up as a customer and checking out the products. There's so many great wellness products and just awesome stuff to get a hold of. I mean, it's just really endless, honestly. I call it the Amazon of wellness because there's so much. And so one of the things I'll plug today is gonna be this zinc. It's actually like a newer product and I'm actually gonna show you guys how to take this zinc uh, right now, so zinc, if any, if you don't know, is really good for your immune system. You know, it helps with the the development of you know your cellular function. And zinc, you know, if if uh, COVID was such a big deal that if the government wanted to go and mandate all this stuff and make all this stuff you know illegal and all that, well, why don't they start by you know eliminating you know the uh, processed sugars like you know sodas and you know coca cola and cereals and all this stuff that's making us unhealthy why don't they do something like that why don't they ban gmos and say no gmo products you know or something like that like what why wouldn't they just go full authoritarian you know and then while they're at it why don't they recommend vitamins and minerals that everyone knows that are that help your immune system they help your body become better well you know, I, I'm not the government. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. And I don't think the government should either. But something I will mention is the fact that something like zinc and other essential vitamins and minerals, okay, they are absolutely necessary to keep your body healthy. And I'll tell you one thing before I get started here was I was taking this zinc, okay, and it had, it was whenever it was a cold front blew in in Colorado where I live and there was a snowstorm, okay. See that? Just like that. Just okay. Okay. So there was a snowstorm that blew in. Started feeling like crap. Had this feeling of like it was cold. I was shivering. I was getting sniffles, sore throat, uh, and immediately took the zinc. Realized that what it is, what is it? I don't need a flu shot. I don't need a vaccine. I don't need to go to the doctor. I don't need to be tested for COVID. I just need to take zinc, take vitamins, take minerals, take stuff that's healthy for me. So it's another message that I'll bring that is totally, you know, breaking the matrix, the medical model matrix that we all live in. And so I highly recommend getting some of those, the zinc bottle, get yourself a zinc bottle, even if it's for emergency purposes, even if it's for just when you feel sick, have a bottle of zinc, get it from me and Longevity. I'll post the link in the description and the podcast for sure. And then I'll post it here in the comments on my Facebook. Now, without further ado, let's get into it. So... Here's the thing, um, I am, man, you know what? I've actually never screen shared with you guys on here, but uh, I guess they won't let me do that. Okay, that's okay. So here's what I think is gonna happen. I've posted the picture of what I think is gonna happen on election night in terms of the actual election. So the actual election, I believe that if you just go ahead and take a look at the election map of 2016. So just take a look at the election map of 2016. I believe that Trump will win all the states that he won in 2016. Uh, but more than that, I think that he will pick up, uh, possibly pick up Nevada. That's a real toss up. I don't know if it's possible, but he may possibly pick up Nevada. He may flip Minnesota. I'm, I'm more uh, I'm, I'm on a more likely train that he will flip Minnesota than he will get Nevada. But I think Minnesota will go his way this, this uh, election. And I think also New Hampshire will go his way in this election. Um, now, here's the deal. We are leading up to what's going to be chaos. And what it, what's, what it is is what I mentioned in my, my Facebook already, which is the ultimate form of gaslighting is Instagram and Facebook telling us that it's totally normal and it's 
just the way things are that the election is delayed and that the vote count goes days and they say even weeks into the future where you'll never know who the fucking victor was who actually won the election. And so that's the most gaslighting thing because it's already predictive programming saying, don't worry, whenever they say the election's not called on election night, that's totally normal. It's like, well, no, how about that's totally unconstitutional and it's never fucking happened ever? How about that? Uh, because that's exactly the truth. It is not normal that the election goes past election night. That's illegal. That's completely preposterous. And now a big court case was won in Pennsylvania where the Supreme Court in Pennsylvania decided that you have to separate the ballots after election day. So they say they're going to keep coming in, you know, uh, three days after the election, which again, a flip a swing state big time, uh, you know, went Trump's way. But, you know, who knows this this time around? North Carolina said that they can come in two weeks later. So uh, Wisconsin, similar people are just all these. It's funny how it's all the it's all the swing states. Isn't it just ironic where the fraud is happening? Clearly in front of our eyes, the fraud is happening in the swing states because you're not going to fraud Texas. You're not going to flip Texas, right? Uh, and now you know that's a whole other conversation. But the point is, is you're not going to flip Texas, right? You would need so much fraud that it would be so obvious that it's fraud. You know, it's like, oh wow, that's that's so obvious. You know, someone's getting prosecuted. This doesn't count, right? It's all these swing states that they're saying, oh, the election may not, you know, may not be over on election night. Okay, I'm just letting you know right now, that is insane. That is not okay. That is all just, I don't care about that. I don't know why people are saying like it's normal. It's like, well, we may never know. Well, well, we'll know a week later. Well, well, you know what? No, it's like, no. How about like, let's put our foot down and say that's fucked up. And so that is going to be the Supreme Court decision that's going to come down. And to be honest, I don't even trust this new Supreme Court justice because she wasn't even stepping up in places like Pennsylvania and, um, Gosh, they ruled on another one with uh, delayed elections. They, she's just she she was already sworn in, and these decisions were in front of her, and she said she was going to opt out of deciding. And so you guys are all in love with this woman, Amy Coney Barrett, dude. She's a mole. I think she's just going to end up screwing us over. And so people aren't realizing. But here's the biggest part. Here's the biggest part. It is it is us as voters that are going to make this the big difference. So if we get out in a vote, okay, even if you're in a, in, a, in a heavy red district or a heavy Democrat district, you should get out and vote anyways because Trump is going to need the popular vote. He's going to need the popular vote in order to get himself in a position of power because if the Supreme Court, it sounds so stupid to say, but if the Supreme Court and the people on the Supreme Court and all the pressure is coming from the people who voted for Trump, who said, no, you're, you're going to have to do the right thing. Do not screw us over. He, the voters chose. That's the key is the voters are going to choose on election night who the victor should be. So by the end of election night, you will know who the real victor is. You just, they won't call it. Do you see what I'm saying? The Democrats have already chosen they're going to delay the election and they're going to just say, oh, we're going to get enough fraud just to see if they can flip Pennsylvania, flip Wisconsin, flip Michigan, flip Nevada to go their way. Just realize that that is exactly what they're trying to do. So don't be surprised when on election night, they, the news is just like, hey, this is totally normal that we're not going to actually know the end of the election. It's like, no, that's impossible. We're going to know. We're going to know, right? That's the first thing I wanted to say. Now, here's another thought process. So clearly what we've seen come from Hunter Biden, it's clearly just the 
tip of the iceberg. You think it's just Hunter Biden that has problems in the Biden family? Do you think it's just Hunter Biden and Joe Biden that are corrupt politicians? Like, no. Most of these politicians who've been in for years and decades and decades have been riddled with corruption. They all have problems. And, you know, there's blackmail on everybody involved in politics. And so there's this selective, you know, uh, ousting, if you will, of Hunter Biden to get people to sort of wake up and be like, yeah, you know, maybe this guy Joe Biden's compromised, literally compromised. I mean, he couldn't even pass a, a, a background check uh, for a national security background check at that for like dog catcher or like some other government employee, he would be totally compromised. So we want to make him the president of the United States? I don't think so, okay? So he's not even going to be able to become the president. So Joe's not really running, right? It's obviously Kamala Harris, and she is a communist. She is a socialist. Her policies are horrible, and frankly, her character sucks as well. People know that from her locking up all these people in California. But let's not get into the minutia of it. China respects strength. And what they see in Trump is strength. They don't like it. And that's why they're they're working day and night to manipulate the voters in America to go with the Democrats. Because why? Because clearly, if China had blackmail on Trump, just think about this for a moment. Really put your head around it. Even if you're thinking about this as an independent. If China or some other country, like Russia, they say Russia has all this blackmail on Trump. It's all false. So if they did have blackmail on Trump and they were adversaries of Trump, okay, so meaning like, you know, they are at odds with Trump, Trump is hurting their economy or vice versa, right? You would think that that particular country would, you know, expose Donald Trump leading into the election. The fact that we have not had a October surprise, the, the likes of which the Hunter Biden was for the Biden campaign for Trump shows you everything that you need to know about this election. They have nothing on Trump anymore. They have shot every arrow in their quiver against Trump. They tried to impeach him. And before that, the Russia investigation looked at every part of this guy's life. So think about it. They have nothing on him. Somehow, some way, I know I would be scrutinized for something if they if they like looked into my whole life. If they looked into your whole life, if the weight the full weight of the federal government was looking into your life right now and, and going and then and not only right now what you're doing up to, what you're up to today, but what you've been up to your whole life, and they found nothing on you. They found a couple you know mishaps and taxes or something. You would think that's a miracle. I mean, that's what they did with Trump. They, the full weight of the federal government was looking into Donald Trump. So they have nothing on him that's legit. And they shot from the hip on this, you know, 500 kids in cages just regurgitating a recycled, you know, uh, already debunked, you know, news story. I mean, these, these kids in many cases, by the way, just so you understand, you know, especially for those of you who don't live on the border, okay, these kids are very often sex trafficked over the border. And you know what? It's it's middle class Mexicans that can't stand all of the Central Americans like the Guatemalans and the Hondurans who are coming up in these caravans through Mexico and trying to get to our border in the United States and then trying to cross in illegally. They are kidnapping kids along the way. So it's actually the Mexicans who are sick and tired of the immigration and sick and tired of illegal immigration knowing that they themselves 
ourselves are victims to the illegal immigration coming into our country because it is our American dollars that funds the drug cartels, that funds the tyranny that goes on because the drug cartels working with the Mexican government. So you know what? I'm tired of hearing about Mexicans not wanting a strong border, not realizing that we need a strong border and America should be letting people out. Uh, another thing is the sex trafficking that's going on up uh, on our border, through our border, is absolutely insane. In a lot of cases, they, they say they're separating families, separating families, separating families. Well, again, you know, going down that news story rabbit hole, are they separating families or are they getting a, a predator who has kidnapped a child who he says or she says that that's their kid? Well, who the fuck knows if they are actually family members. You get what I'm saying here? You have a child who's terrified, who's probably been sexually abused along the way already, as it is, okay? And then you have this father who's got him by the neck or got him by the hair, or got him by the, you know, the, sh the hand, him or her, the little boy, little girls, you know, by the hand saying, oh yeah, come with me, say this, say that to these, you know, border patrol agents. And the border patrol is like over here, like they're always figuring out, it's like, well, they don't look alike, clearly. This guy is definitely a predator. Let's just take a look at the situation. And what they do is they separate the quote unquote families. What are they really doing? This is how the news works. They're separating a possible, not saying certainly, but a possible child sex trafficker from the child and then they talk to them separately and they get the child. In many cases, the child will be like, you know, in Spanish saying, you know, I'm from Monterrey and I, I, I was kidnapped and my family's looking for me. You know what I'm saying? But how is the kid supposed to be honest if you've got the quote unquote parent over there, you know, but really it's the, it's the predator who's over here like, don't you tell them the truth or else I'm going to kill you or whatever. It's like, you don't, you don't keep criminals. You don't keep the, if, if a criminal is holding somebody hostage, you don't negotiate with both of them at the same time. You separate them. You get the truth of the situation. You get victim away from the, um, the person, the victimizer. Okay, so th this is just common sense stuff. But anyway, think about it like that. That's, I just addressed right there, right, right there in that little small little sentence or that paragraph of idea uh, or, or allocating this idea. That was me addressing Trump's October surprise. They tried to get him with the taxes and they tried to get him with the kids in cages. They just did that again. So think about that for a minute. There's nothing else on this guy Trump. So again, if you're going for the less corrupt, they say a lot of the times they'll say the lesser of two evils. I'm just going to go for the lesser of two evils. That's why I'm choosing Joe Biden. And it's like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because clearly, just on lesser of two evils mindset, just on that mindset alone, you can clearly see that Trump is the lesser of two evils. He is not compromised by a foreign asset. He is not, you know, doing shady shit, okay? He is literally innocent of that because if, they, if he wasn't innocent of that, don't you think that the media would have already killed him over it? And the fact that we are, we are on Halloween night, we are, we are October 31st, and they still do not have an October surprise for Trump. It just tells you everything you need to know about this guy. He is clearly a clean-cut guy. He, they've done everything they possibly can to try to hurt this election. Now, this is what I mean by what is China going to do. I think China is hedging their bets. And yes, there are, uh, there are a lot of Chinese networks, and they have sided with the Democrats uh, because the Democrats want 
and this is so sad to say, but it's like on average, the Democrats at this point want to sell out the country. They want to sell out the country. They don't care about the country anymore, okay? And they are, in many cases, blackmailed by the Chinese. You saw that with Joe Biden. You really think that Joe Biden's the only Democrat that's sold out on China. I can give you a heads up, that ain't true. Now, a lot of people will criticize and say, well, Republicans are sold out with Israel and they've got deals in Israel and all this other stuff going on. I get that. There's a lot of politicians in that in that regard. But you know what? There's a lot. And people even say for some reason that Israel, you know, is really after the United States. H- hedging their bets, again, you 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 can you can negotiate with a guy like Trump with Israel, but again, with China, China is a is a clear adversary, clear adversary. Like they have all of our supply chain. They have uh, the, the, our pharmaceuticals. They make all of our medicines. China is, is uh, bullying in the Chinese sea and the China sea, South China sea. They've, they're trying to invade Taiwan. They are clearly the aggressors. A lot of people can say that about Israel in the Middle East. I, I would agree to some extent, but you know, we're pulling troops out of the Middle East, you know? And so that's another reason why I would say vote for Trump. But I wanted to say that about China up front. I think China's hedging their bets. And I think personally, I think they, they respond to strength. And I think that the imminent attack that is going to come from the Chinese networks and the uh, they're going to they're going to attack our infrastructure. They're going to be hacking us. They're going to be doing that kind of stuff. I'm not sure if they're ready to fully attack physically. I'm not sure if they're willing to do that. I'll be honest. And a lot in leading up to this point. There, there was a real possibility that China could have physically assaulted, physically attacked the United States in the case of a civil war. But you know what? I'm going to tell you right now that there are that, – that, that, that is changing, okay? Because I think that the Chinese respond to strength and they look at the Democrats like weak, just pitiful – sold out people. They they just the Democrats at this point have no policies. Clearly they're they're not going to have the vote and China's going to basically see the writing on the wall. And I think that China's going to hedge their bets personally and I think that they're going to go for a, just trying to negotiate with Trump and trying to make something new with Trump because clearly the Democrats don't even have political power anymore in this country. They are such an embarrassment to the nation that it has just become so insane and I just if you don't understand what I'm saying, I'm the guy who's really researching this stuff. I can really follow the world and I understand it. I can just tell you right now that the Democrats are a goddamn embarrassment to this country. They have sold out in so many different ways. And there are a lot of helpless Republicans as well. A lot of politicians have sold out. But you know what? I'll tell you, at least the Republican Party has – and this is another reason to vote for Trump. I did not write it down. But at least the Republican Party has some self-awareness and has kicked out the bushes and has like reformed from the Romney weakness and has done things that are more constitutional lately and have pushed for border security, have pushed for constitutional values. I mean, good God. I mean, at least the Republican Party has had some self-awareness. And you know what? They have some young, very, you know, mindful, very constitutional, you know, people who are coming into this sort of Trump populism. And so Trump has taken over the Republican Party, but I'm already thinking past that. You know, because we don't want just a one-party system. I don't want the Republican Party to rule everything. But it's just kind of like the Democratic Party needs to reform itself desperately. It, ne- it doesn't need socialism to take over the party. That's stupid. They need help. 
They need to go back to constitutional values. And you know who is the leader in that? If you're a Democrat or you want to vote for Democrats or you like Democrats, I'm going to tell you who your leader is. You know who it is? It is Tulsi Gabbard. And I don't even agree with all of her policies, but Tulsi Gabbard is the leader of your party. And she is the, uh, not Bernie Sanders, he's old and dying and socialist and dumb. Okay, Tulsi Gabbard is a Iraq war veteran. She's a badass. And you know what? She's got a lot of good policies. I don't like them all, but she's got a lot of good. She's got a good head on her shoulders, and I think she is the future of the Democratic Party. And so, if you wanted to see something come out of the Democratic Party, look at Tulsi Gabbard. Look at her supporters. Look at the people that surround themselves around her, and maybe, just maybe, you'll see how the Republicans can work in the future. Constitutionalist Americana. The American Exceptionalism Party can come together and work together in the future. That is how we're going to reunite. I will tell you that right now. Now, uh, that's what's going to happen with China. I think China is going to hedge their bets. They see the Democrats as absolutely weak and fetless and, and uh, pitiful, to be honest, because that's just what they are. I think that the voting, that's the that's why God is going to give us the reprieve, has opened up the eyes of many voters out there. And I think the vote is going to show everything. It's going to have possibly, possibly a popular vote for Trump because we need that. We need all the energy. It's about the energy because if we have the energy, then we'll be able to push this because we're up against a titan of a problem leading into this election. So let me tell you why I'm voting for Trump and why you should too. If you already don't, if you don't think so already, up to this point in 24 minutes into the podcast, if you don't at least get an idea as to what, uh, why Trump should be getting a second term, then uh, I will definitely, definitely nail the coffin right now in the following uh, statements that I'll be making. Okay, my goodness. Okay, so the first. The first reason why I'm supporting Trump and you should too is because I believe in the United States Constitution. Now, there are some things that Trump has done that are unconstitutional, uh, but overall, the reason why they haven't been able to impeach him is because he has been doing everything constitutionally as a president. You know, there are some things he advocates for that are unconstitutional, but he doesn't take action on them. So, so far, again, think about it. Just think about it in the terms of being an enemy of Trump. So they haven't gone after him. They could easily have gone after him for doing something unconstitutional, even though all of these politicians are doing things unconstitutionally. In many, in many cases, a lot of their policies are unconstitutional. But at least you know they could have gone after Trump for being unconstitutional at any given point as a president, like his executive you know, abilities and stuff like that. Are they in the Constitution? And I can tell you right now that he surrounds himself with constitutional lawyers and people who basically tell him, no, sir, you cannot do that, sir. Do not do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. And and Trump asks and gets counsel from constitutional lawyers who basically are like, no, the president's not allowed to do that. Or they'll say things like, you know, oh, well, the president can do that, you know, so don't listen to the media. Don't listen to your the Democrats on the other side. Just execute on what you need to do. The guy is such a fucking hard worker that he's actually going to work for it. He's actually going to, you know, do the work as, as the executive should. I think that Trump is a president. I think he is an American president. I really don't think he's a puppet. A lot of people can even scrutinize that he's a puppet for, I don't know, Israel or Wall Street or something. But again, you know, Wall Street hasn't been giving money to his campaign. Clearly, Wall Street likes to know the collapse of the dollars coming. They want to collapse the markets. They like shorting the stock market. They like making money that way. And so that's just an idea that uh, all of us should look into. So the second reason why you should vote Trump is the unnecessary wars. 
So he's remember remember good God, I mean, if you're listening this far, remember ISIS? I mean, did y'all forget about ISIS already? Think about it. ISIS was dominating the news back before Trump was president. Uh, and Islamic terror was just, you know, blowing people up, shooting people in the Pulse nightclub. Remember that in Florida? You know, the, the killing all the gay, 50 some odd people got shot and then some odd people died. And it was all, you know, it was an Islamic extremist killing uh, gay homosexuals. Like, do y'all remember that stuff? Remember how that just dominated our news? All this Islamic terror and ISIS coming here and killing all these people and, and terrorizing the Europe, which is still happening, by the way. But think about that. Well, ISIS is totally gone. But remember, ISIS was made by our own CIA to overthrow the Libyan government. So that's for a whole nother podcast. But the point is that we made ISIS. Our CIA is responsible for all these terror organizations. We're always building these organizations to overthrow, to be rebellions in different governments that we don't like, that we want as, again, and this is before Trump was president really, but the American imperialist system was trying to overthrow governments all the time. And so during the Obama administration, they did exactly that. So it's like all this war is happening, even if it's not, you know, troops on the ground war, it's like, it's our, it's our CIA, it's our influence, it's our politics that causes war. So does that make sense? So it's not about like where our U.S. troops are fighting and where U.S. troops are dying. It's literally policies that make war in Africa, make war in the Middle East, that cause destabilization in Eastern Europe and on Russia's border and in Asia and in Pakistan and India. It's our policies. See, America leads the world. We, what we say goes. And so if we're you know, fiddling around in, in foreign affairs, in uh, domestic affairs of other countries basically, then we are causing war and strife. We're causing those problems because we're trying to get a certain way with a certain politician. And the Clintons are the epitome of that, just being so corrupt that they would literally overturn countries because they, they disagreed with their, their, their politicians there. It is, and it's all, it's a, lot of it for, a lot of it's for money. A lot of it's for other reasons, blackmail reasons, other alliances being made, and there's just a lot of problems. So Trump has stopped a lot of the unnecessary wars. You know, we're pulling out of Afghanistan now. We pulled out of Iraq. You know, I mean, not not every soldier, but you know, we're pulled out of Iraq. We don't have any problems anymore. We're not fighting ISIS. No, our soldiers aren't dying every day. We're still fighting the Taliban in Afghanistan, but. There are peace talks with the Taliban. We're ready to move on from Afghanistan. We don't need to be the police force for Afghanistan. And you know what? While we're fighting the wars on one side of the mountain range in Afghanistan, China is taking all the rare earth minerals out on the other side. And that rare, the rare earth minerals is what makes our iPhones. It's what makes our iPhones. Think about that. And so... You know, what makes our iPhones is is right there in Afghanistan, parts of it in Afghanistan, and that's where Apple is extracting. So while we're fighting the Taliban on like one side of the mountain range, we're all we're handling all the diplomacy, our soldiers are dying, the Chinese are over there just extracting all the minerals and getting all the money and all the wealth out of there and then putting them in our iPhones and then selling them back to the US. And so it's at at, at some point, guys, we gotta ask ourselves, why are we at war in all these different countries? You know, and so this is the thing that Trump has been really, really good on. I give him, I give him an A minus for pulling us out of wars and getting us out of conflicts. Uh, and again, even by policy, not just by deployments of troops, but even by policy, Trump's policies in alliances and treaties, it's all using the economy. The guy is a fucking brilliant 
strategist. The American economy and our oil and our energy uh, and our supplies and what's possible with manufacturing and what's what's going to happen with productive jobs, you know, we are using the our weight of the economy and how we have a say in in diplomacy around the world. We're using a, economic interests. We're not using our military as a way of a threat. We're not using our military as a threat anymore, unless we are threatened literally physically, okay? Whereas our alliances and different allies in different parts of the world, we're not using our military to fight with their in their wars. We are using trade and negotiations and commerce to either debilitate a nation that's acting up or to improve a nation that's acting well. Look, and, and don't believe me, look at Sudan and Israel and how now Sudan and Israel are now going to have flights going back and forth for the, for the first time in history in a long time. Let's just put it that way. Flights and commerce. What is commerce? Commerce is peace. Business is peace. Because if you can do business with people, you realize, hey, I don't really care what your religion is. I don't really care what your, you know, where what you think about your politics or whatever else. We're doing business, right? If I go get a haircut like I got today, are they going to say, okay, well, hey, are you a Trump supporter? And hey, what do you think about, you know, uh, uh, what's your favorite movie? And so we don't need to have any problems. We don't need to have any differences. We're doing business. So I've got the commerce, the medium of exchange, the money to do business with you. And so that's the way Trump handles these unnecessary wars. And that leads me to my next topic, which is trade. So there's all these trade negotiations that were hurting the United States, but it's not even just about the United States, you guys. It's about benefiting the rest of the world and not only that, but how does a country make its money? How does a country make its money? Think about that. Have you ever asked yourself that question? How does a country make its money? A country makes its money from sales taxes, sales revenue, so taxes on goods, consumer goods, okay? So meaning that it makes money on the consumption in domestically in the country. The other way a country makes money the treasury, let's just look at the treasury, is by trade. Our nation trading with another nation, we get and we put in money in our treasury. That's how we grow our income as a country. How does a country make money? Through trade. What better than to have somebody like Trump who's already negotiated, renegotiated trade deals with Japan and Mexico and Canada and uh, China and uh, well with China it's been it's been a chaos he's trying to negotiate with the European Union he's negotiating with the United Kingdom you know we're opening trade with Middle Eastern partners and other partners that were otherwise uh, adversaries and that's how he's gonna get peace done in Iran we are gonna open up in Iran I believe that we will have a peace deal in Iran with Iran uh, by 2021, by summer of 2021, because what's going on in Iran is so sad. The people of Iran want freedom and they want to grow from this. So again, that's just, it's the intensity at, at, at the place in which we're at with everything going on. Okay. So the other, the other reason why you uh, should vote Trump, space exploration and the space economy. Now, of course, uh, I can go this whole this has been a whole podcast already. I've already done a podcast on space, but guys, we are looking to get somebody else to the moon, possibly a woman, 
Okay, we want to have people on Mars. Uh, we want to have new astronauts on Mars. We want to colonize Mars. We need to extract minerals and resources from neighboring planets and the moon. We need to build a moon base. This is the future. Okay, a Biden campaign or it, it, the globalists, what, really it's not Biden, it's globalism. The globalists do not want people to go and explore space and to reach for the stars, if you will. Uh, they're done with humanity for the most part. And so th this this idea of space and the space economy, imagine just the space economy, like the amount of jobs it can create, the amount of prosperity, wealth, innovation, you know, because again, it's it's not that the country, even the United States is the richest country in the world because we have all the resources. No, it's not even because of that, even though that's partially true. It's because of our people. It's because of our innovations. We are creating markets that didn't exist. Nobody told Steve Jobs to make the iPhone. Steve Jobs just made the iPhone. He changed an entire industry. Nobody asked Henry Ford to build a car. Henry Ford built the car and changed the world by, you, by creating an engine and by creating the car overall. That is what changes the world and it is and it adds again a whole new way of life. We produce things. We invented the car. We invented the plane, how to fly planes. We invented electricity in America. Why? Because we have a free country. Because people can go out and have ideas because we believe in the individual. That's the biggest thing. We believe in the individual in this nation. We don't believe in some class system and 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 race system and all that bullshit. It doesn't it's like people can say we do, but we really don't because at the end of the day, anybody of any race, color, creed, income level, whatever, can go out and do whatever they want to do. They can create something. They can start a business. They can do anything they want. And in many cases, minorities are getting tax breaks for starting businesses in many cities because they want to invest in minorities. So I just – again – it's like we have all the possibilities. And so the space economy is the future. It is the next level of jobs. It is the next level of prosperity, the likes of which you cannot even imagine. It is that intense. That is where we're at with the space economy. So I say that very important. A Biden globalist ticket would never, ever push for space exploration. They've already said they would end the space program again. It's like, come on, give us a break here. Get Let NASA and SpaceX do what they got to do. So the, the, the third world is starving to death. So while we all wear our masks and make sure we go to the store and social distance, the entire third world is starving because the death count should be the starving this year, not who's dying of COVID. We are just over a million people who have died this year of COVID, just over 1 million worldwide. I don't even know if you've known that, but it's just a million. I mean, again, one person's too much, let's say. But again, the flu kills that around that many people a year as well all around the world. So it's like COVID has killed a million people. Well, guess what? Nine million have starved to death this year already. And they're projecting even more will die. And th then going into 2021, that's when it's really going to click. The supply chain, it takes you know months for a supply chain to actually fall apart. And so the supply chain going to the third world, we in America, we have enough production and produce and farmers to feed the third world. That's what we do in America. We ship a lot of our food and we, we export a lot of it. 
And, you know, places like Africa and the third world, you know, these big banks that hate America, they hate the third world. They want to depopulate the third world. They have sterilizing vaccines in the third world through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, through the United Nations and the World Health Organization. They hate the third world. And you know what? A lot of kids in Africa and Asia and in uh, South America and Central America, you know what? They're dying. They're all dying of starvation, not COVID. They're dying of starvation because of the lockdowns that COVID is causing. The economic slowdown, when you think of an economy, you think money. No, it, the economy is life. It's How about think of the economy as a spirit? Like it's it's everything. The economy is everything that goes around. It's it's prosperity. It's happiness. It's, it's commerce. It's all the things that provide for all of us, the food, the water, that's just the minimal. But you know what? The third world, they we get inconvenienced in the, in the first world. We get inconvenienced like, oh, we may not have as much or whatever. The third world just has none of it for months on end and they just all die. You just, you just starve. You have to just survive off of God knows what. So uh, he has appointed um, somebody from North Carolina. I forgot the guy's name. But somebody at the head of the WHO, the World, the World, the World Health Organization, but somebody at the head of the World Food Program, and there's a lot going on with starvation. There's a lot of issues going on there. So Trump is solving that problem. We're opening up our country so we can provide for the third world. We can help the third world, and the rest of the world is just going to fall apart, just like you see in France and Australia and the UK. They're all going under lockdown again, uh, and they're just going to totally shut down. I mean, there are countries. Honestly, the world is so unstable right now because of COVID, not because COVID's killing people, because these tyrannical authoritarian lockdowns are happening. Uh, that's the chaos. That is the crisis that we're experiencing. It's a crisis of authoritarianism and tyranny. Okay, that's the crisis. So we've got to solve the third world. Trump can do that. He can help. He can deploy the military. He can do many things. Um, really rising nationalism and populism all around the world is leading to the death of globalism. So why would we go back to globalism? That's another reason why Trump should win. Why would we go back to globalism? And Trump said it best. He said he ran because of Joe Biden and Obama. And it's partially true. Okay, He ran so that he could change the globalist agenda. That is where he is at, and that's what he's on. He's on the road to doing right now with with abolishing the trade agreements and different things already. He's already on the road to that, pulling out of these wars, not allowing our CIA and and these uh, World Economic Forums and the Bilderberg Group and all these other groups and international organizations and big banks dictating to us our policy around the world. That's done. So if you if you want to there's there's a rising nationalism and populism in different parts of the world you know look at Poland look at Brazil look at Italy Italy uh, you know partially was going that direction until it was taken back over uh, by the globalists but then you have the UK you know they're they're becoming populist I mean now you can kind of see how things are shutting down again over there and they're they're going the wrong direction do it's easy to go the wrong direction we are not in a certain course. So why would we go backwards when we can go forwards? That is the key. We're already in forward motion. Why would we go in reverse? It's like you're taking this long road trip. You're halfway there. You're halfway there. It's like an eight-hour road trip, and you're four hours in, and all of a sudden you think you're going to turn around? No, you're eight hours there. You're four hours almost there, halfway. That's what's going on now. Trump has to finish his work. He has to finish his job. There is so much that is still developing and I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that right now. So 
Trump has got the idea, the opportunity zones. If you don't know what the opportunity zones are, then again, you're just watching mainstream news because they don't talk about it. So opportunity zones are the tax-free parts of inner cities where you can start a bakery, a laundromat, a restaurant, or whatever. And in certain areas that are, again, usually inner cities, minority communities. So if you're talking about Latino vote, Latinos and, and, and uh, the African-American community helping them. Yeah. How about giving them tax deductions? How about giving them tax freedom and not taxing their businesses in the inner city? If you start a restaurant or whatever, imagine that. That is giving them a leg up. But what does that do? Not just for the solo entrepreneur, like the person starting the restaurant. What it does is it is incentivizing banks and, and creditors to provide credit lines and to provide loans, loan guarantees to said minority business owners in said minority community in the inner community because it's tax-free. So if it's tax free, then that means that people are going to be, you know, more inclined to invest and that it gives a break to the business owner because it lets them keep more of what they earn. Tell me if that is racist or what. I mean, imagine keep letting minorities keep more of what they earn and teaching them how to love business and to do business. You know, it's like that is what Trump's up to. So you know, that's Opportunity Zones, and he's going to continue doing that and expanding on that. Lil Wayne met with him and, and Ice Cube, and these, these, these are the real African-American leaders that are actually getting busy. They're not just political and, and just going out there saying whatever, okay? These are people who actually get shit done, and that is the mindset of a Trump and a Trump presidency, and truly, really, the Americana spirit is to get shit done. So here's another thing, possibility of ending taxes and burdensome regulations for everybody. So not just the inner cities, but less taxes, less burdensome regulations. He's talking about ending the payroll tax. You know, this is very important because, you know, like with less taxes obviously creates more opportunity. And clearly the, the world economy is suffering, not because COVID is a bad deal, but because of the shutdowns. And so if we're going to open up our country, we're going to need some serious innovations and growth. And I'm going to get to that in a second. But in order to get that, we need to have less taxes and less regulation. If we have less regulation and less taxes, we have more possibilities, which leads me to my next point. We are opening new industries using innovation and having government support those new ideas. So what do I mean by that? Well, Trump has these you know panels of discussion about innovating new industries and you know we're innovating in, in in the direction of obviously 5g and artificial intelligence and places like that 5g not being the best thing healthily for us obviously uh but what, what is it really what, what we're really entailing is the the idea that technology can grow and so many things can expand and become uh new and so by having new innovations you know, that's a big deal. Well, you can only have new innovations and an encouraging positive spirit in an economy that is not locked down. And according to Joe Biden himself and the globalists, they say that if the scientists say so, then they will lock down the country. And it's like, no, how about that's unconstitutional? How about you don't even have the right to do that? So I, I just, again, it just goes to the point that people are having conversations about politics in this country 
that don't have anything to do with our constitutional republic. You, you can't just say wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Like, what, that doesn't make sense because that's, there's nothing about that in the constitution. You know, this is the thing that people don't get. It's the constitution is the framework of our government, it is the framework of our rights. So with just, you know, again, having these new industries and these new ideas, new technologies will arise only in a Trump presidency because it will be a time of investment, a time of a future, a time where banks and, and people can invest in, the, in, in what, what's new and upcoming, take risks. Imagine being in an economy and in a place in your life personally, think about your life personally, where you can take more risk. Where you can you can take on the new business, you can do the new thing, you can try things out. That is the kind of world that you want to live in. You don't want to live in this constricting, really conservative-minded place where you're just all you're doing is consolidating your own abilities. That is what a national effort would be like in under a democratic, authoritarian, globalist regime. At this point, at this point, it's not going to be an Obama repeat. It's going to be full-on globalism. So you can't have that. And have growth and innovation at the same time. You just can't have authoritarianism and tyranny and innovation. It's just they don't go together. It's like oil and water. They just can't mix, okay? So that is what you see with supporting new industries. Okay, so we can hopefully in this second term see the prosecution of political – all political criminals who are working in sedition against the United States. So I would hope that all of us – as Americans can come together and realize that we may just have to prosecute and put people in jail, both Democrat and Republican politicians that have been selling off the country, that have been hurting the country for decades, if not even for generations. You know, that is the key to what I've been able to push is really this idea that, man, if we can get political prisoners, really, like truly, like people who are in our politics right now that are committing crimes, that are committing treason, they don't deserve to not just not be in government anymore. They don't be deserved to just get voted out. Are you kidding me? These people have to go to jail. There needs to be discipline in this country. You cannot have a rampant political class running around making deals like Hunter Biden and making deals like Mitch McConnell does with the Chinese. You just can't have that shit in this country. You, We have got to prosecute these people. And I believe that at a, with a Rudy Giuliani as, as attorney general or something like that, you will see things happen. But the key is to put people in political places of power that are not blackmailed. Clearly, what we saw with Joe Biden and we see with others, they are blackmailed. And thank God those, that blackmail is released now and not released later. Do you get what I'm saying? So again, just going down to that fact, we have got to prosecute these criminals. And since we already know, the FBI and the full weight of the federal government has destroyed Trump's life to try to look for something he's done wrong, finding nothing, that shows you that he is the man for the job to prosecute the criminals because he's actually innocent. Think about that shit. We have a unique opportunity where we have a politician as president, we have a businessman as president who is not compromised. I mean, what else do you need to know? I mean, again, even if you hate Trump, like really think about it. Like where is he compromised? Oh, he paid some taxes in China for making ties and suits there? Give me a break. That's completely legal. It's sad. It's a sad thing that you, we have to go to China to do anything. You know, what did they do with Russia? Nothing. There's nothing with Russia. They just hate Russia because Russia banned GMOs. Because Russia is not a part of globalism anymore. Because Russia got rid of communism and ended the Soviet Union. 
That's why the globalists and the big banks are all mad at Russia. It's because Russia's not playing along with them anymore. And you know what? America can do the same thing. And if America does the same thing like we have seen with Trump, then we can see a real explosive growth in the whole world. We will lead the world out of the situation. So, okay, moving on. Peace, uh, peace, peace, peace. Peace in Iran and in the end of the authoritarian Iranian regime over their people. So I cannot guarantee you that there will be the, an end to the authoritarian regime in Iran, but I can almost guarantee that there will be an Iranian peace deal with the United States and Israel by June or July of 2021 because I believe the Iranian people, I believe that the Iranian government even at this point is ready to make a deal. Their, their economy is hurting desperately. And they deserve to have a little bit of peace. And I hope that Israel and them can come to an agreement. Uh, and if they do, it'll happen in 2021, I believe. So only under Trump. Biden already said he's going to go back to the Iran nuclear deal. He's going to go back to the trash that was there before. And, of course, we're going to have weakness back in the Middle East. We might even just go back there with our soldiers. Uh, if it's not next year with a Biden presidency, it'll be eventually because, you know, we'll be weak over there. It's one thing to leave. This is the key. This is the key that all of us need to take away right now if you're still listening. It's one thing to leave these Middle Eastern countries. It's one thing to just get our troops out of there. It's a whole nother ball game to get our troops out. That's a, that's a default. Okay, getting our troops out or just never sending our troops in. Okay, imagine that. So never sending our troops in, all right, We have to think of negotiation, diplomacy, and commerce as a way to uh, deal with other nations. And I believe that Iran is suffering so much economically that they are forced to make a deal with the United States. And that is the type of strength that you want. You don't want to use our blood in the sand over there to negotiate something. That is not how you get shit done. You develop commerce and you basically, you, you have it as a positive, not a negative. You don't threaten violence. You say, we're not going to have a positive relationship if you don't go this direction. And, and believe it or not, I believe saying you're not going to have a positive relationship is better than threatening uh, people when you want to get something done. So if you want to get something done with somebody, I don't think threatening them is the best way to do it, what I'm trying to say. It's, it's negotiating a, a, a peace deal, a negotiating a deal between the both of you, right? It's, it's, it's realizing that, hey, you know what? We can both benefit. How can we both benefit? That's called conflict resolution. That's psychology. That's everything that we want, okay? So with all that being said, you know, take a consideration, take that deeply, understand that. That's the kind of thing we can do with, with Iran, and you know what? I've been reading up in Iran and, and there's this movement there, Make Iran Great Again. Uh, there's amazing Iranians here in America that have radio stations, that have podcasts, that have been speaking out against Iran that love Trump because they know that Trump can actually do something about the Iranian uh, regime and, the, and the, the entire chaos that's going on there. Okay, so here's the deal. All right. Negotiations. Well, I was going to say this on the, the other, on the Middle East. Uh, peace in the Middle East through negotiation and tactical withdrawal of our dependence on their supply of oil. You thought I was going to say troops. But it's actually just our dependence on their oil. We need to just get rid of that. 
We can do better. We have our own oil. And you know what? The world's superpower is the United States now because now we have so much oil, especially in Texas. In Texas, I think we have more oil in Texas than Russia has in their whole country. So we have more oil in just Texas uh, than the whole Russian country. Don't quote me on that. I remember it's, it's something It's something ridiculous. I think it's Russia and something else um, or something like that. So now we have a, we have the, the shifts of power have changed under Trump. A lot of people don't know that, but yeah, oil, we can now ship oil, you know? We can now uh, be the new trade partners uh, in regards to selling the supply of oil to other countries. Oil is the number one commodity in the world, just so you know, just so you understand. Petroleum products build all kinds of stuff. So, you know, America and Texas especially, but America is just going to be so rich and so wealthy and that's what we want. We want a rich, strong America because with a rich, strong America and not having these these tyrannical sort of politicians who just sell off the country and sell off the taxpayer and, and do all that bullshit, if we have a strong country, economically speaking, we're not going to be lazy. We're going to work hard for it. With that being in a position of power, we can negotiate the way the world goes. Do you understand? If Trump wins, it doesn't just mean that we're going to end the lockdown and we're going to get out of the, the tyranny of COVID, but we're going to show the world how to do it. That's the coolest part. We're going to show the world how to stop the COVID madness. Because remember, the Paris Climate Accords with climate change, and we'll get into that later, but it's a big lie. So I'm going to tell you right now. It's a big Roth, Rock, Rockefeller, Rothschild-funded lie. To, to sell off our oil, to shut down our energy, not just in the United States, but all over the world. So think about this. We were in the Paris Climate Accord where we were going to pay trillions of dollars in, in carbon taxes. Okay, Trump got us out of that. So with the Paris Climate Accord being like enacted in 20, it was going to be started in 2020 pretty much. Think about this craziness, guys. I'm going to tell you something you don't, not everybody knows and they're not going to connect these dots. Are you ready? We were in the Paris Climate Accord. We were about to be economically destroyed with carbon taxes. Think about that for a moment. Okay. Then our economy would have been dead, already dead, then COVID. See how that's a one-two punch? Nobody's putting this together. You're uniquely understanding this very um, succinct understanding. Carbon. Taxes, destruction of economy already. No COVID, just destruction of economy through carbon taxes. Paying $8 or $10 per gas. Th think about it like this. Eight to 10 bucks per gallon of gasoline. That's the kind of carbon taxes we're talking about. Okay. Was gonna supposed was gonna kill every part of this economy. That was supposed to happen under Hillary Clinton. Then the COVID was supposed to happen. Out of China, bioweapons lab, all that shit, same thing, but it would have happened under Hillary. Think about that for a second. We, in this country, it would already have been game over. So in many ways, having Trump, just his first term having Trump, we've already beat the system. We already have it. Because remember, Trump's the one who's rounding the corner, right? Rounding the corner COVID-wise. But what is he actually doing? He's trying to tell you that be free, choose freedom, choose health. And I said it before, but look, look at this zinc. No one's talking about zinc. What the hell is wrong with people? This is zinc, okay? I'm selling zinc, right? I have zinc myself, okay? 
So it's like, why aren't people being healthy? That is what we need to do. We need to get into a mode of health. We need to get to that mode of, we need to take care of ourselves. We don't need government funded healthcare. It's the biggest fucking lie you've ever heard. So moving on, peace in the Middle East. Peace in the Middle East through negotiations, through our, uh, our, our lack of dependence on oil. We don't need their shit anymore, so we don't have to fight their wars anymore. Notice that we've been fighting the Saudi American, or I almost said that, it's a Freudian slip. Saudi American, Saudi Arabian wars. We've been fighting the Saudi Arabian wars for them. Saudi Arabia has been in no wars. During the Trump presidency, there's been a revolution, a civil war in Saudi Arabia that nobody talks about. And uh, Yemen is undergoing a war, again, with the Saudis and the Saudis, the different interests in the Saudis, and then the interest in Yemen right now. There's a war going on there. Nobody cares. Nobody talks about it. And so there's so much going on, I think, there, and, and just in Saudi Arabia alone, that there's, there's changes happening because we're no longer dependent, and they basically need to figure their shit out. They, they just need to figure it out. So we're almost an hour into this, you know, but it's such an important podcast. I hope you guys are still listening. So, okay. Negotiations between North Korea. So, okay, I'm, I can't guarantee the end of uh, the North Korean regime. I can't say that. Same thing with the Iranian regime. But remember, nobody really recognizes this. Uh, not nobody, but a lot of people don't know this, okay? But when Trump was negotiating with North Korea to calm down uh, and stop being so hostile, what he did was he gave Kim Jong-un at the, at the negotiation table, he gave him an iPad and it was a video that the Trump administration developed in Korean. And it was a Korean video of, of really a North Korea, kind of a simulator of North Korea, of what North Korea could be like if they had peace with the United States and negotiated trade deals and opened up their country to the rest of the world. And you know what it showed? It showed beaches, resorts, hotels, restaurants, happiness, capitalism, beauty, all this stuff. If you go watch it, go type in on YouTube, North Korea, um, what, what, North Korea, Trump video, or gosh, I can't even, I don't even, I don't even know if that's the right video. Oh, how do you say it? But just type in YouTube, something like that. And you'll see the video. It is such a beautiful video. Think about it. Kim Jong-un, the dictator, watched this video. And it's basically Trump saying to Kim Jong-un, he's like, dude, you can have happiness. Your people can be free. Your people can build stuff. You can have hotels. Uh, you can have a Trump hotel there if you wanted. You know, you can you can actually build stuff and you can create a great country. And your people deserve that. That was how Trump negotiated with Kim Jong Un, and that's why Kim Jong Un was like, "I'm open." You know, I'm I'm open to it. Not that he committed to it, but that he was open to it. And so he ceased hostile. Um, aggressions towards the United States. Now, since then, of course, things have been a little bit reckless, COVID and everything else. But for the most part, things have been more positive with North Korea. Imagine if North, imagine if we could have a flight to North Korea. Everybody would love to go. You know, we, it's a beautiful country. You know, it's like South Korea. So just imagine if South Korea and North Korea got along. Okay, a new renaissance with other world superpowers like China and Russia. So like I said, China responds to strength they look at the Democrats now. Yes, they've got all the blackmail on Democrats for the most part, some Republicans, but mainly it's Israel and, and, and Republicans. But China just owns the Democratic Party at this point. And so, but the problem is that, you know, it's kind of like, um, 
I, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of this as, as like a like a cockfight or something. It's like you are the 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 funder of of some chicken, and and you're gonna go send the chicken to go cockfight in the big barn or whatever in this big old you know uh, showdown, right? And you're you're like training your chicken, and you're like ready for it to go. This sounds ridiculous, but it's kind of like you're you've got this cockfight ready, and you've got this chicken that you're training up to go fight the fight, right? But then you're realizing that the chicken, when it's when it's like when it's about time to fight. The chicken is like weak and it's just like complaining. It's 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 misbehaving. It's that's it's like it's like it's like its training was just totally just not working out. And then the fight you already know you're predicting the fight's gonna go terribly. You just know your chicken's gonna get devoured alive. And so that is the Democratic Party, and that is China. China is the person who's training the chicken, and the chicken is the Democratic Party. And at this point. With the Democratic Party and the blackmail and all the policies and stuff, the, the the things that Trump that China has been trying to negotiate with the Democratic Party to try to implement, they look at it and they're like, the Democratic Party's weak. They're politically dead. Politically, they have no power. They have power in these tiny little cities all over the country of the United States, but the majority of people in the country don't like Democrats. The majority of the states in this country are not Democrat states. Think about that. And so China's going to have to hedge their bets and they're going to have to realize that, you know what, there's going to be a difference. There's going to be a change and I'm just going to go with Trump because Trump's the strength. Trump is the new deal. Trump is what's possible. And so, you know, China's going to have to back down because the American people are awake and we are rising to the occasion and we are not going to be bullied anymore. And the, the Democratic Party is not our party. They are not Americans. They are treasonous at this point. I hate to say it like that, but it's so true now. On average, the Democrats are, are treasonous. There are Republicans that are that are, you know, selling some secrets, doing some some stuff that are shady and making deals and doing stuff that's stupid just to get some extra money. But it's not tens of millions of dollars like Hunter Biden and, and Joe Biden. I mean, it's not this ridiculous amount of money that's ridiculous, just just unreal. So we can come together with China, come together with Russia, build a new economic system. This is the thing that people aren't realizing, that we can build a new system out of the, the three world superpowers. So now that this, this, the world has shifted, we don't have to be on the fiat currency anymore. We can do more. This leads me to the next step. But we can – well, whatever happened to this other stuff? Okay, so I skipped this, guys. Uh, I skipped this. I got to say it. New infrastructure projects. That's another reason for Trump. So he's already approved – a, uh, a, rail a railroad that's going through Alaska into Canada. I think it's going to go down to Oregon. So we haven't connected Alaska with, um, with – we've only done it with highways. But we haven't done it with railroad systems. So imagine infrastructure like high-speed, high-tech railroads that are just flying down to Oregon and back and, and back in uh, Alaska. How cool would that be? Well, so that train was approved by Trump. More infrastructure projects will will create jobs, will bring back the economy, will open up the country and open up the world. How exciting is that? And so now we're at a point where we can actually have this. We can actually have a possibility of building, imagine having a railroad from Alaska all the way down to Chile in South America. That is the future. That is thinking ahead. That's connecting the world together. True globalism, which is connecting the world together and, and allowing peace to, 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 and commerce to uh, establish our relationship with the rest of the world. 
And that is a possibility with new railroad systems, with new systems of travel, flights, planes, peace. All of it is a possibility with Trump. It's totally true. It is totally true. And so I want to say that, guys, there's some exciting projects going on infrastructure-wise that are going to change the way America does uh, travel. And it's going to change. It's not just about people traveling like tourism. No, 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 no. It's about resources and how fast resources can travel like lumber and oil and natural gas and all this stuff, these pipelines and all this stuff. Guys, this is so exciting. That's the future. So, okay, and and in final touches on this, the currency system. We can renegotiate deals of commerce where there are different creditors and different positions of power that are shifting right now out of the old guard, out of the old globalist banking system and into the new agreements system, not out of the United Nations you per se can be done with the name United Nations, but not with the old system of the United Nations. But guys, we can negotiate new deals. We can negotiate and do new, amazing and incredible things with our new partners. And so that's what I wanted to say, guys, that there's so much to share. And I need to do obviously more and more podcasts. I've been really busy leading up to this point, but you know, we're in the dead heat right now. I hope that this is a positive message of the future for Trump's re-election, guys. It's going to be so exciting. It's going to be so thrilling to watch all of these different things. You know, we're just at a we're just at a place where, you know, like we have the choice in front of us to really move forward and to make a difference and do something great. And I think that obviously we will. And Trump Trump winning is just just part of the par for the course. It's, it's a part of our uh, destiny, I believe, because Trump needs two terms. And uh, after Trump, then I'll, I'll be willing to negotiate some new things. But, you know, we, we need Trump for another term because there's a lot of work he needs to do. He needs to get busy. And I think he will do a lot of great work. And as you can see with some of these different policies and different ideas that have been circulating in the Trump administration and around people that are very close to the Trump administration and around people that are in innovating circles and around people that are in uh, new industries, new technologies, and who want to take back the future from globalist, tyrannical, authoritarian losers who have just made people sick of their shit. And this is the end of their era. It is the beginning of a new era. And so a lot of people here, including your friends that hate Trump, they need to just realize that this is an amazing time where they are responsible for creating the future, creating the next way of life, creating the new wave of innovation. This is our time. So get out there, vote on Tuesday, like your life depends on it if you haven't voted already, and vote for Trump. Don't tell anybody, you don't need to. Don't feel you know intimidated, just go in. If you, even if you never voted before, go in and vote. Because I'm telling you right now, we need all the votes we could possibly get and we need to move forward. And spiritually, by voting, spiritually, you are accepting this new mission, this new destiny that is, a, that is beyond us, that is in front of us. And I think that that alone is enough for you to vote. Take this message, take it to the world, realize that we are responsible, we are empowered, not authoritarians, not other people that have no idea what they're doing in many cases, or the psychopaths who know exactly what they're doing and they hate humanity. We are done with their system. So this is a repudiation of the old guard. And I encourage you to let your friends know about the truth and share this podcast with everyone you know. Other than that, you guys have a blessed evening. Peace.